We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Good afternoon, Irish fans. Uh, welcome to another live edition of the Irish Breakdown Podcast. I am Vince D'Addario. I am the football analyst here at irishbreakdown.com. And with me, as always, is Brian Driscoll. He is the publisher at irishbreakdown.com. And we're, we're kind of throwing an audible at everybody. Uh, Brian, we decided, you know what? Live Mailbag Friday. It's a great day. We're going to go live on Tuesday this week because... We have a very interesting topic to discuss. Um, we don't normally talk about special teams, even though it is a very important part of the game. Uh, but we don't normally spend a lot. It's of just time not a sexy that. topic. It's like, just hey, not. let's talk. Let's talk about the punt return formation that Notre Dame used against Louisville. You, right. Nobody wants to hear that. Exactly. And so, but today we are going to talk about uh, special teams, specifically the punt return. That's situation. the one topic, Vince. That the everybody. Everybody wants to talk about okay, punt returning or the lack thereof is basically the topic of today's uh podcast. And there was a press conference today for those of you who are unaware. And uh, the special teams coordinator, slash associate head coach, slash this, slash he's got like 13 titles. Uh, but he had his press conference today, and, and one of the topics that came up was the punt return situation. and uh, I believe somebody actually used the term uh, fair catch you at one point. That was pretty brutal. <laughs> and he did not like that. Right. And so, and it wasn't do, me. No, no, no. The, it wasn't me. <laughs> it wasn't you. It was somebody else in the local media uh, from what I could gather. So we're going to play uh, Coach Polian's comments. 
and then we're going to talk about it. So, uh, Brian, if you are ready, let's yeah. hear from Coach Brian Polian. There's, there's, uh, there's two things here, and that's a, it's a really good question. Um, first of all, the I don't think it's fair to say that uh, boy we've been fair catch central. Um, Chris Fink averaged nearly a a first down every time he returned a punt, which that's our goal is we want to average ten yards per return and take a first down away from the offense. And and, and you know unfortunately Fink had one touchdown called back. Against Duke, he got tackled on the five. Against Wake Forest, he got tackled on the three, which I thought happened just because Fink doesn't like me. He just was mad at me, and he, he didn't want us to have a punt return touchdown. But, um, no, as it relates to when you look back to Zibby and five, eight, ten years ago, the game has changed. Punt has changed. Everybody in college used to look like the NFL with the two wide gunners. And I'd put Mike Canelo out there and we'd have the vertical set cut protection and we'd look like the NFL and you would get more returnable punts. But with the shield punt, with the college rules are different than the NFL rules. Anybody can leave at the snap of the ball. So now you're getting these big wide formations. You're getting the three fat guys in the back forming the shield, which is what we do. And, and I was probably one of the last guys to transition to this. But um, that concept, that style of punt makes it harder. I mean, it, you've got too many people around the returner when the ball's coming down. I think, in my opinion, you get one, maybe two really legitimate opportunities to return a punt in a game. And what we preach to the team is you never know which one or two it's going to be. And we've got to be, you know, working on, on all cylinders every snap so that when we do get a legit return opportunity that we can take advantage of it. And, and that's, that's the challenge for us. But the reality of it, it is the game has changed the style of punt, the rugby punts, the, the balls on the ground, the, the amount of people that, are around your returner as the ball's coming down. That has changed dramatically in the last 10 years. And it, you know, if, if you don't recognize that change and you're just saying, boy, you know, they used to return more punts than they did do now. I mean, you got to recognize that the game has changed. So Vince, that is what uh, coach Polian had to say today about. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
punt returns. Yes. And so we're going to dive into each one of those points and kind of address them because there's some things here that are are correct, and we're going to show what he's talking about. And there's other things you're saying, yes, but. I, my right. response and your response is, yes, but. But that right. that that was his comments. And I, I he was a little defensive about it, which I, I thought I get because he's probably heard because, it a ton. Well, and, you know? and you're, you're coming at – he, he feels like he's, you're coming at him because he's the special teams coordinator. And right. I get that. He takes it personally. And you know what? I, I want my coaches to take things personally. So I'm okay with that part. I, I really yeah. am. Take it personally. That's okay. The economy is made up of real people doing real stuff. And it affects everything. Which you obviously know since you're a real person doing real stuff. Marketplace is here to help you get smart about everything beyond the what of the day's business and economic news. We dig into the how and the why with the real people driving our economy. From big tech and interest rates to small businesses and what's happening at the Fed, Marketplace breaks it all down so you don't have to. Listen to Marketplace wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, just okay, but then you know, we'll get, he needs to do something about it at this point in time. And that's, I think one of the things he said that was kind of eye-opening to me, Vince, was he talked about how um, he was one of the last people just to it. And I, I think that's important to recognize. Sure. And, and it's an important, you know, something that he's accepted and admitted because then it's kind of like, you know, what is the old expression? You know, step one is identifying the problem. And then step two is doing something about it. Right. right. And so, yes, yeah, step one, you've identified the problem, but I, I want to address two part of this is that is there's a lot of merit to what he's saying. And that's what we're going to, we're going to dive into next Vince is, you know, I want to, I, I want to kind of go over what he's talking about as far as the, the game has changed. And uh, we're going to, we're going to look at this here. So this is a punt return from 2005. This is Notre Dame versus Tennessee. Okay. This is from 2005. This is one of those games where Tom Zibikowski had a had a punt return for a touchdown. Now, the reason I'm not showing the actual play where he returned one for a touchdown is because they never gave a wide angle because NBC was always late to react to things, even back then uh, when it comes to showing things. So the punt return touchdown, he actually – they showed the back view, but it shows the same thing. Uh, but here's a wide view, and you can see what I'm talking about. Vince, you and I have talked about this a little bit before – You've got the two outside guys. You've got right. these two gunners, uh, and then you've got the personal protector, and he'll back up a little bit. So you've got these three, those five, six, and then five up front, right? Yep. Well, the way that you returned punts back then is at the snap. And Vince, I, I'm, I don't know if you were on special teams in high school or college. I I, I was never on punt cover team until my freshman year of college. Uh, I played receivers my freshman year of college, and so I was on the punt team. And it was you got to drop and hold for two seconds. Yep, and you, you, drop, you wait hold. for the you wait for the thud. Right, because here's <laughs> the deal: if two guys get through back then, the punt was getting blocked. Right, because you had one personal protector. That was it. Yep. Well, now here's what it looks like today, and this this is kind of what he's talking about. So you still have the two outside guys, you still have the five up front, but instead of the wings and then the personal protector, you just got these three big guys back here. Now Louisville's formation is a little bit different because they kind of do like that. You know, they kind of go here a little bit and do like a little bit of a rugby punt sort of thing at times. But this is the alignment. This is what he's talking about. Those are that, three big guys stacked. And that's why the elephant, that's what we call them. We call them the elephants in mm -hmm. the back, the three big guys. And that's why they're off-centered because mm -hmm. the, he was going to rugby style to the right. And so that's the point of attack. So that's right. why they're off-centered. Most teams will have those guys right behind the center 
and the the ball will get snapped right between uh, two of those guys. Right. And so now what happens is is not just the alignment. The other aspect of this that's changed is in the in college football, you do not have to wait right. to get downfield. In the NFL, I still believe you do. Now, in college, you used to have to wait, I believe. If I remember correctly, back in the day, you used to have to kind of wait. I don't remember if it was a count or whatever, but certain guys couldn't go until the ball was kicked, I believe, was the rule back in the day. And it's changed and evolved over time. It's not the case anymore. And so this is is another example of it's it's not just the three guys back there. It's also the fact that you can just release people right away, which has caused it to change. And here's, here's what we're talking about. This is that game against Tennessee from back in 05. Now, what I did was I took a stopwatch and I counted to two seconds after the snap. And after at two seconds after the snap, now you see the two gunners down here on the outside are still gone. That's the right. same as now. There's one guy past the line of scrimmage. That's the Fully snapper. Past, that's a snapper. Right. Right. This is from the Louisville game this year. Okay. This is this is the snap from the Louisville game. Now, if you see, look at the punter. So first I want you to focus on the punter. Yep. The punters at about the exact same spot. They're dropping the ball to kick it. So the punters are at the same place. Now look here. You've got the two outside gunners, but now you have three guys past the line of scrimmage and another fourth that would have been passed if the Notre Dame guy didn't do a good job of jamming them at the line of scrimmage. Okay. So right there, that's a huge difference. Now, if you go back and watch the Tom Zibikowski punt return that he had for a touchdown in that game in 2005, he made one outside guy miss, and there was a right up the middle. That's all you got to do, though. I mean, you, back then, yes. Now you right. have to make a you have to make a guy miss, right? That was the only expression. To. You need to find a punter to make one guy miss, and that's yep. still true. But now, what's happening is you've got look at the head start that these guys have. These guys are not only behind the line; they're still engaged. Yep. Because they had to block more because you had one personal protector that could kind of clean up everybody that got that got through. Right. And he is right now. He's got a guy he's engaged with. Well, now three guys in some instances can take three to four guys, depending on how you kick. Right. And now with the the rugby style kick, sometimes kickers will kind of run away from it. So when you look at the way that Louisville does it right. They've got these three guys. Well, the alignment that they're doing, he's going to catch the punt and step to the right, which means these guys at the top are basically negated when it comes to blocking the punt. They're going to have a hard time blocking the punt. Right, because the punter's running away Correct. from pressure. And you have three guys. so It can be difficult to block the punt. And because they have that extra protection back, you now have more guys that are able to run free right up the middle. So – to some degree, I, that's what that's what Coach Pullian's talking about. The game has changed. In fairness, he is being accurate, and and I and I want to. So we'll just kind of go through the evolution evolution of this. Seven guys near the line of scrimmage that all had to block, and one personal protector. Two outside gunners. The outside gunners is the one thing that has not changed. Right. The snapper is the other thing that has not changed. Snapper can snap and go. Right. Now this is the alignment. Now, no wings. Three big guys back. This is two seconds after the snap. This is two seconds after the snap. Completely different situation. And the yellow line is the line of scrimmage. Right. Just to get an idea of that. Right. So, so that's kind of that's kind of where we're coming from, Vince. In some ways, Coach Polian is is being is being correct in what he's saying about sure. the punt returns and about what how the game has changed. Right. So we have both acknowledged that that yep. is not debatable. 
And and it has impacted the game, Vince. I mean, it, it genuinely has. If you look at the numbers, Vince, it has impacted the game. Well, and 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 the guys that are running down there uh, in the past, right? You had two gunners, most likely a skill position guys, mm-hmm. either a corner, or a wide receiver, or whatever, right? Those guys are the same. So you you can almost you know if we're if we're doing a math problem, safeties, right? If we're doing a math problem, right? They cancel each other out because mm-hmm. you got your current, you got your past. Those guys are the mm-hmm. same. In the past, you had the snapper running down, right? Mm-hmm. And you, you do again now, but the snapper wasn't the most athletic guy. And if you've got to juke the snapper, it's a it's a little big easier. of a deal, is, right. is what I'm getting at, right? So I, I'm I'm trying to so so you got two gunners and you got a snapper, okay? So basically you're juking one guy and good luck with the snapper, right? So I, I don't really have uh, – it was a lot easier to catch the ball and go because you're making one move basically right. and you're going. And so I, I wanted to clarify that because, right. yes, three guys are going down. One of those guys almost doesn't count because it's the snapper. And when I was right. in high school, because you can't hit the snapper, you can't do – it was our quarterback was our snapper <laughs> because he's the guy that could get it back there right. uh, in good time, right? So we put our quarterback there, you know. Um, and so it, it, the snapper is the snapper, okay? So I just wanted to get that out there. So let's get into the numbers of, of what, what this has done. So what I did was, is I look at the, looked at the five years before the last time Brian Poling was a special teams coordinator in Notre Dame was 2005 to 2009, correct? That was the five years of the Charlie Weiss era. Right. And then I, now I looked at his last four years at Notre Dame. So he's been back since 2017, okay. right? So in 2005 to 2009, these are the numbers from 05 to 09 of the number of punt returners that averaged 10 yards per punt or more return or more. Okay. In 2005, it was 35, then 31, then 37, then 38, then 28. Now these are NCA stats, which means you couldn't like return one for 10 yards. You, you had to require. Correct. There's a minimum to, uh, to apply for it. It's not right. like in you know, baseball, a guy hit goes one for two, bats 500. I'm in the Hall of Fame. I batted 500 for my career. Hey. You have to have a minimum. From, from 17 to 20, here's that number. 20, 20, 17, and 13. That's the number of individual punters that are 10 yards. It's down to a more. third. It's down to a third. Of yes. Now, this year was a little different because we – there's some so many teams played few games so a few yeah, games that you have right. one bad game and it just k- kills your average so the, the three years before is i think a pretty more uh indicative of number 20 20 17 again the five years of polling this first time 35 31 37 38 28 those were the number of individual punt returners that had 20 yard 10 yard average or more and this year it has dropped down. Now here, here's the other one. The number of teams mm-hmm. that on defense, like their punt return defense, held opponents to five yards or less. Okay. So <clears throat> the opposing team's punt returns five yards or less. In 05 to 09, right, 6, 13, 8, 8, and 13. That's the number of punt cover teams or punt return teams or, or excuse me, punt teams that held the return teams to five yards or less. Okay. In the last anywhere between years, eight and thirteen, eight to thir- six to thirteen. Okay, sorry. So six, thirteen, eight, eight, thirteen. So the anomaly was the six. So the eight to thirteen, the other four years, the last four years since pulling got back, thirty-one, twenty-three, twenty-four, thirty-four. 
So there's some merit to the conversation so about at times. Yes, absolutely. Or more. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, his first year at Notre Dame in 05, there were six. Right. His first year back to Notre Dame in 17, 31. That's five times more. Right. The next year is a different 13 to 23, then eight to 24. That's triple eight to 34. And then we'll find out what happens in 2021 because we don't we don't know what that answer is going to no. be. So, no. Those are significantly different stats. And the reason I went over the whole time is because you can always have the anomalies of seasons, right? Absolutely. And it would be it would be unfair to kind of take the one season. Like if I were just to go, okay, well, the lowest was 28 and then it's 20 now. It's like, well, that looks deceiving. Sure. But if you take all five years and it's 21, 35, 37, 38 of the number of teams that had 10 plus or players at 10 plus, or if I say, well, you know, the best year's 13 and the worst year's 23, it's not a huge difference. But if you look at it, it's a pretty big difference. Yeah. So I, I do think there's merit to the notion of this is why there is an increased influence of catch the ball first. Yeah. And and, and look, because and, here's the thing, and he talked also about uh, about um, how you look at it and say, well, it's about the net punting average, and that's all true. And so you know now it's emphasizing catch the ball, don't let it roll. And when you say catch the ball, it's not necessarily about fumbling it that's obviously important but it's more about a guy that has range that can go get it that's not going to let it roll and that was kind of my issue with with Matt with Matt Salerno is he was a good job at catching it but I felt there was a lot of balls he should have caught that he didn't catch and you wonder does he have the range to do that and I know that Chris Tyree is the obsession about fans because he's so explosive and I'm all for pushing for more punt or kick returns and he did talk about that too but I've never talked about Chris Tyree being a punt returner because it's just not something he really did in high school. And there's a reason for that. And Brian Poling talked about it. But getting back to this conversation is I think that the the, the fact is, is that Coach Poling is correct in that they have had a decent punt return situation for multiple years. And and uh to we had a question from one of our 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 listeners, D Rock asks us, good, good afternoon, gentlemen. Good stats know how do we rank nationally on punt return yardage? Well, this year Notre Dame ranked pretty low. Uh, but in past years, in 2019, I believe I'm looking it up now. I believe Chris Fink was in the top 20 to 25 both years. So in 2019, Chris Fink ranked um trying to find him here. This is punt return. So let's hear uh, Chris Fink was 24th in 2019, and then in 2018. He ranked uh, 27. So he's in the top 30 both years. He averaged about 9.8 both years. So he was right on that cusp of that of that group of of players. So that's a decent decent amount. And, and when you look at where he ranked on the number of returns, he was 19th in 2018 on the number of actual returns. And then in 2019, he ranked 18th. And now returns only count in regards to how many you try to return. You don't right. get counted count as a return if you fair catch. Yeah, right. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, so so Chris Fink was solid. I mean, he was a top 25 punt returner. In the country which, at that time. How, correct. How this was 19 and 18. Right. This is, so, I mean, it's not that it's in this current era. And But, again, you have to look at it. Top 25 isn't like being top 25 in scoring offense because in college football, everyone's trying to score. Not everyone's trying to return punts, and that also has to be kind of taken sure. into consideration as well. Now, how how would he have ranked, you know, against those guys the first time Polian was there? You know what I mean? Like if you took his yeah. average versus 
what like Zibby's average or you know that kind of thing. Where would he? Because I have a feeling. Well, he I mean, be so, in the top thirty so in, in neither year he. So in but again, so it's it's about relative to where the game is now. Sure. So if you absolutely. if you look at his numbers and and like I said, so he was like like nine point. So in nineteen, we'll go with nineteen and. 2019, he was at. Uh, I'm going to pull up his average here real quick. He was at. He was 24th at 9.0. So let's go to 2018 when he had his better year. 2018, he was 27th and he was 9.8. Okay, right? so almost 10. All right. So if you look at the years like 2005, there were 35 guys that were 10 or higher. So he would have at best been 36th. The next year at best 32nd. The next year at best 38th. The next year at best 39th. The next year at best 29th. So it's it's a bit of a difference, but I, I think the other thing you'll look at back then is there were more punts being returned. Right. That's the other part of this. So and it, back then, everybody the average, yeah, right. right? So it, it, all of it impacts it. So the the point being is that there is a lot of merit to what he's saying in regards to um, the game has changed. The rules have changed, just like RPOs. The rule you couldn't run RPOs twenty years ago. The rules would not allow you to run RPOs twenty years ago. Um, just like the triple option offense isn't as advantageous. There are things that Notre Dame did offensively in 1988 from a run blocking standpoint that they could not do now because the rules have changed. You can't cut block the way that right. you used to. Right. So there's a lot of things that have changed and we have to understand that, that, so, well, we want the next rocket. Well, I don't know if rocket would be rocket in from a volume standpoint. However, having said that, and this is the rub for me, I, I, me too. you look at Alabama Devontae Smith was their punt returner, and he had, he was one of the best punt returners in the country. Travis Etienne was the punt returner for Clemson. They made it a priority, and the response is going to be, well, they don't have a, a, a Levante Smith or or Travis or Tra Travis Etienne. Okay, true, but they got guys, right? But so so my point is, let's just accept the fact for a second, Vince, that they don't have a punt returner that can be that way. Let's just accept that for argument's sake, okay? Then then you need to change what you're doing in regards to how you go after punts. And he did say something about how they're more aggressive now, and, but it, it hasn't really manifested itself in the way that, that I think it, it, it should be manifesting itself because, you know, they've been pretty good in, in ranking and punt coverage. They have, right. right and right. and that's, that's good, but Both part of that is their coverage. Exactly. Yeah. And, and so, my thing is, is I feel like because he was so late to adapt to using the 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 big wedge the, now, the spread punt, yeah, correct. That he has also been slow in reacting to how to properly attack it. And so, to me, I would like to see him be more aggressive, Vince. And, and that's going to be my thing: is you have to pick one or the other. You have to right. either say, "Hey, look, we're just going to field the punt," and you have a decent a guy back there that number one fields the punt, and then. And then be and more what aggressive. they've been doing. Right, because the point he made, and, and this is something I was having a conversation with somebody about this beforehand, and I said, look, if you look at the successful punt returns that Notre Dame has had in the last couple of years, because some of those numbers from Chris Tyree or Chris uh, Fink, he returned only 20 punts. Well, if you have one long return and only 20 punts, your average is going to be a little bit exactly. higher than That's math. the overall. So like yeah. the perception of Chris Fink as a punt returner and the team as a punt returner is going to look different than the numbers. That's the other thing that has to be factored sure, yeah. into this. So there's just a lot of things that go into it. And I would say, while I accept what he's talking about from regards to um, just the overall premise of, of the game has changed is true, I, I still don't think that necessarily um, absolve him, absolves him of all potential criticism when it comes to uh, is Notre Dame doing enough to then counter – 
what are teams are doing because it's like it's like those defense. Remember when the spread the, the the spread is in its current form first came up, nobody knew how to defend it. It just would go crazy. I mean, Chip Chip Kelly's offense would just crush teams. Well, now Chip Kelly his teams are kind of mediocre scoring, right? And it's because teams have kind of caught up to it, and now everybody's doing it, and that kind of has to be factored in. So, you know, I, I think it's one of those things where when you look at Chris Tyree or, or Chris Fink, he had you know twenty punt returns in t- the two years. And you say, okay, well, that's a decent number. Well, Tommy Zibikowski in 05 had 27 punt returns. That's not a whole lot different. But if you look at it, there was a lot of teams that purposely punted away from yeah, right. Tom Zibikowski, especially you got later into the year. Sure. And so you have to think about that factors into this conversation as well. Also, the Notre Dame defense back then wasn't nearly as good, and teams weren't having to punt as much right. <laughs> as they are now. And, and so those are just the, some of the different things that you kind of look into and say, uh, you know, yeah, it, it sounds good and there's a lot of merit to what he's saying. But at the same time, you know, with, with all due respect, you need to be doing more as the, as the, as the special teams coach to then say, okay, what are we doing in, re- in return? And that's yeah. my big thing. No, and, and, and for me, you, you asked me before the show, you know, did you listen to what he said and what, what is your opinion of what he said? And I, I get it. I get where he's coming from. I, I, I've seen the numbers. You've talked about the numbers. We know what the numbers are, right? But I, I just don't like the – don't bury yourself in the numbers either. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, would, I would much rather see, you know, hey, let's, let's go attack a punt, mm-hmm. and then they're going to have to keep guys in to block, so now we've got a better chance at returning one. Right. right there, there have been multiple We're forcing a shank, absolutely, and so it it becomes let's be more aggressive towards the punter, which allows us to be more aggressive from the punt returner. And I, I you know, he said in his comments that they believe there's one to two returnable punts a game, and you just don't know when those are going to be. Okay, if that was true, then. Number one, I wouldn't have Matt Salerno back there catching punts because I'm not a fan of what he does if he tries to return them, mm-hmm. number one. Number two, too many times um, the returner, and in this case it's been Salerno, he's gone for a fair catch before he's even scanned the field and mm-hmm. seeing what's in front of him to and even know. That's it, what gets so many Notre Dame fans right, frustrated. To even know if it's going to be a returnable mm-hmm. punt because, in my opinion, some of those are returnable. Even right. if it's five yards, it's, it's almost as if it's predetermined. That's he exactly said, hey, right. Fair, fair catch it. We're fair right. catching this one. And I'm not blaming Matt Salerno because he's doing what he's told. That's okay? right. And and so and it, what's he supposed a, to say? No, coach, don't put me out there. Put somebody right. else out there. He's a walk on. Of course, he wants to be out there. Heck he yeah. found his niche, and man. he battled his butt off when he was out there. Absolutely. You know? So he's giving you the best he can give you. I, I am in. I am in no way blaming Matt Salerno. Okay, what I'm saying is I want them to be a little bit more aggressive right. when it comes to returning the punts. Okay, because look, in, in this day and age, there's protection for the returners, right? I mean, mm-hmm. he, you're not going to get hit, and if you are, there's going to be a huge penalty, right? And they're probably right. going to kick the guy out of the game. You know, I mean, that's where we're at. Right. So the danger of catching the punt and then trying to juke a guy or getting upfield or whatever, I think, is limited more limited now than it even used to be. Mm-hmm. So take that opportunity. Take that chance at returning some of these, even if you only get five yards. Right. I'm okay with that. That's five less yards that the offense has to get because we've seen at times, sometimes that's really complicated. Right. So I think get the, some of those I extra think the yards. concern there is 
Well, you know, then you get a guy that's too aggressive, and, and Fink ran into this problem a little bit. Sometimes he'd be too aggressive for no reason, and then he'd fumble the ball and get knocked out, something like that. I think I think that's their thing. I also think Brian Poling is a lot like Brian Kelly, and he wants to determine and dictate every little thing that happens. Right. And and so when you don't when you when you when he said in that we don't know when that punt's gonna be, then you should never mandate a fair catch. Right. Ever. Because you Absolutely. don't know when that's going to be. Here's the other, here's my point to this too, Vince, is you say, well, we've seen more blocked kicks, not really exponentially though. It's like maybe one more a year. The best year that they had blocking kicks was 2014. They blocked six. Yeah. Punt, not includes punts and kicks. So they weren't all punts, but they had two this year, three the year before. I think what they've had is they've had some clutch blocks. The block against Stanford was a big one. Uh, but I don't think we've seen a big jump in the number of blocks. And then what he also added to it was because we've been more aggressive that it's forced teams to make more mistakes. And, and I think there's a little bit of truth to that. But again, I go back to the point of, I still don't think they're necessarily doing things that, that fully take advantage of a, the skill that he has in regards to the, the type of athletes he has at safety linebacker receiver, those positions that would allow him to be better at attacking the punts uh, and, and, and then also not doing enough to kind of set up a return. And so to me, it's like with anything, what are you doing to counter what they're doing to you? And so it's not just as simple as saying, okay, well, fine, we're just going to line up and we're going to bring eight guys every time. Cause you know, you have the right. two outside guys protecting and then the punt return, we're gonna bring eight. Well, okay, that's fine. And that one time they're going to release, you know, they're going to have a guy on the line and one of the wings off and they're going to release a guy downfield and just throw a little seam route against you for a first down because you're being too aggressive. Right. I mean, and then you say, well, then we'll just, we'll just run everybody back and set up a return. Okay. Well then they're going to, you know, snap it to, you know, one of the wings or something like that, or have somebody kind of step into it. And then they're going to take off running. Or if a team has a punter like Jay Bramlett, who's actually a, a real He's good football player. Yeah. Well, Jay Bramlett is also a pretty athlete. Remember the, Absolutely. the, the, the coach Kelly called a really aggressive fake, uh, fake punt against Duke, I believe yeah, it was when the, no the offense was just struggling yes. against freaking Duke, who gave up 38 points a game. Whatever, don't get into that. Uh, and, and he made a great call, and, and I like that. But but it's because Louisville was or Duke was being so passive; they were trying to set up a return. So there's always that part of it. My issue is, I want to see them be more aggressive with their personnel and their overall philosophy, and then also be more be be, be more versatile. There's times when they're like. They'll run three guys and like they kind of half, you know, you know, kind of not really running through full speed. And they just they're not looking. It's like, why? Why do that? Like have yeah. them stay at the line of scrimmage, make sure the punt is and then have them, you know, peel back or whatever the case may be. It just makes no sense to have them do that. It seems like sometimes they're just having guys run through just to have them run through either right. attack or bail and then mix right. it up. You're right. Because they <clears throat> excuse me, they run through and they just kind of stop at the elephants. Right. 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 They just. Uh, okay, I got here, and now it's time to block them. Because the way I and, look at it is, there's four there's four guys on every every punt return that I'm not worried about catching it, Lorenzo Styles or or Kyron Williams or you know somebody Lawrence Key somebody along those lines and and say well if we can get through that first line. The, uh, good luck having that 300 pounder trying to catch that guy in space. Maybe he corners him and he's got an angle because of the sideline. That's fine. You know, and the punter may do that, but, but I can live with that because that's a 30, 40 yard return. So then why aren't you doing more things to be, to be, to counter that? And that's where I go right. back to his comment of he was so late to react to it that I feel like he's now playing catch up when it comes to how to properly attack it. Sure. And that's where I want to see Brian Polian make some of those changes and say, yeah, okay. You know, 
you can do both. You can fair catch it every single time. I would, I would to put it like this, Vince. I would be willing to sacrifice him calling for a say. Hey, look, here's your job. If it's a line drive, you return it. If mm-hmm. it's a, if it's high, you fair catch it. I'd be willing to accept him making that rule for his punt returners if it meant they were going to be far more aggressive in going right. after punts. Absolutely. Because I feel like they'll go after them, but they'll pick and choose their moments. A lot of their punts have been – punt blocks have been when the opponent is backed up. The pit punt block this year, I think the Stanford punt block in 2019 in the, the end of the regular season, that was also kind of deeper, deepish in Stanford territory, not mm-hmm. like in the end zone. But also, you know, mix it up at other times. And and, and to me, I'm especially going to be aggressive if it's deeper into our territory because you're not going to do a return. That guy doesn't need help calling a fair catch, right? Mm -hmm. Go after that sucker. And that's where you start making more mistakes, and you'll see even more. And it's not going to necessarily manifest itself, and all of a sudden they're going to block eight kicks next year. I'm not saying that. Maybe they block one or two more, maybe. Right. But it's more about that aggressiveness forces teams to make one of two choices. Number one is we're going to try to rush the kickoff, which can lead to mistakes. Yep. Number two, they're going to have to be forced to say, well, we're going to have to get a little bit old school and we're going to have to protect a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And then that one time they do that, maybe you have a return called. And now you you see what I'm saying? So he's, it's like he's just sacrificing that down. Hey, we, we, we did our job. The defense did its job. Our job is simply to just field the punt. And, and that, to me, is it's that overall lack of aggressiveness. So, yes, they have been more aggressive than, you know, than maybe he might have otherwise been. But it, there still needs to be, to me, more of an attacking mindset. And when you have mm-hmm. the kind of athletes that he has, Cam Hart, Maris Luafau, Bo Bauer, Osita Ekwanu, all the corners that they have. I, mean, I want those hair on fire guys. On yes. Teams, man. I want Absolutely. all those guys up there that can just say, hey, go attack. And Isaiah Foskey, you've got like, you know, you've got guys coming. I mean, that's one of the first things I was thinking about when we started doing the show is I cannot wait till the current group of defensive ends that are committed to Notre Dame get on campus. I cannot wait to put Aiden Gabera and Darren Agu on the pump block team with those long go-go gadget arms and just leaping over to try to, you know, to try to block those kicks. Well which done. is what we saw Isaiah Foskey do against Stanford in right. 2019. So I want to see more stuff like that. I want to see Devin Upal be on that. I want to see Will Schweitzer get a chance to be on that. And and so you mix up the guys that are going to attack right up the middle or your big, tall, long guys, and then you bring some really athletic guys off the edge and then put those big boys in, in some tough situations to where if you're going to release four guys down the field, we're going to have a chance to block you. Mm-hmm. You're going to now – and so be, be – to what it is about Vince is, and I'm I, I'm getting a little long winded, so I'm just wrapping okay. up here. You need to d- start dictating to the the punt team what they are going to do. Take it's like with anything, take them out of their comfort zone. If they want to release three, four guys immediately up the middle and the two outside gunners, that's fine. You're mm-hmm. not going to get a return anyway. So why don't you then go set up a more aggressive punt? Where you okay? You guys want to do this? Here's what we're going to do. We're going to bring five at you. We're going to bring six at you on punt block. You know, we're going to bring seven at you. We're gonna have our two outside gunners, one protector, and then our and, and then our punt returner. But the other seven are coming after you. So what do you want to do? You think you got enough to protect that? Let's see. And by the way, these are gonna be really athletic players. It's gonna be right. it's gonna be OC. It's gonna be Cam Hart. It's gonna be these guys. And so that yes, I agree with Coach Poyer. I think he's absolutely right. The game has changed. Um, Thomas Leonard said this. Here we go. Kyle Hamilton going in for blocks would be great. I Long wouldn't do it all the time. Funny. Yeah. I wouldn't do it all the time, but I'd say, you know, maybe there's a time or two when you put him in there and say, hey, Kyle, let's let's go get one, right? But the, the point being, Vince, is 
they're 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 he he is correct in what he's saying about how the game has changed but i still no believe doubt. there's there's understandable criticism and frustration with the manner in which they go about it and he kind of admitted the reason for that it's because he was so late to to react and to change that i think it's also put him behind the eight ball when it comes a little bit to then finding a way to counter it yeah and, and i'm hoping that. that changes this year i do too because i think he's got guys that can be aggressive back there they've got good hands they it, it is very clear the priorities that they have with the punt return team. It is secure the ball, and then that's the first priority. Secure the ball, get the ball to our offense, right? That's number one. Mm-hmm. And then number 756 is, okay, let's try to return it. Right. So we need that needs to move up the chain a little bit. Mm-hmm. And you've got guys that can that can catch the ball, okay? You, you've got guys – and, for, for example, um, when, uh, when, when Lawrence Keyes was the returner, you know, he fumbled that one ball, never saw the field again right. after that. That's disappointing to me. Like, look, was it a big spot? Did you fumble? Yeah, you did. Okay? Kind of like but that big spot where Chris Fink fumbled a ball against Virginia in 2019. Right. And he was right back in the game. And so I want to see guys get an opportunity and not be afraid that they're going to get yanked the second that they make a mistake. Like right. Kyron Williams, when he fumbled the ball, when he was uh, a running back, never saw the field again. Dropped the know? ball. Dropped the pass. Right, yeah. right. So – there's guys that can do it. I want to see that. You know, mm-hmm. I, I'm fine if that it's a battle going into fall camp. You know, let's get the best guy back there. But I don't want that guy just catching balls. No. I want the guy. I want them to be a little bit more aggressive. Yeah. And that that's that starts front to back, obviously, just like you outlined. Um, but let's try to get some yards, yeah. man. Yeah, I. But I I think though on that Vince though is is we're kind of we're kind of talking about two different things that equal the same the same end result, and that is. I actually feel like if you're more aggressive, you don't necessarily need Rocket Ismail back there. You don't need Ricky Absolutely. Waters back there because whoever it is is going to have more room to work. And, and Coach Pullian made a point about how they force more short punts. Well, with all due respect, that's a reason why Chris Fink got a lot of his yards. Sure. You know, I think of the return he had in 2018 against Wake Forest. It was they were backed up and they had to kind of rush the punt off and he kind of outkicked the coverage a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, because he then talked about the importance of net punting and and all those types of things. So, you know, do more things to to dictate what they do. And then all of a sudden, Matt Salerno – Matt's look, here's the deal. Matt Salerno's walk-on at Notre Dame. He's not a Notre Dame caliber athlete. Correct. Matt Salerno's a really good high school football player, though. Matt Salerno's a good athlete. Even he – and I'll say – it sounds – no, let me change it because I don't want to disrespect Matt. Because, But even, it doesn't take Rocket Ismail to get a 20-yard return on a line drive punt right down the middle. When when they're then forced to then protect more, right? And, and so those are the things you, you don't necessarily you. I could deal with not having a Lorenzo Styles or a Kyron Williams back there if it meant you were being more aggressive because I think that would kind of count. What you can't do is not be aggressive and have a guy whose priority is really just returning, you know, fielding punts, and right. that, that's it. And I even think Matt Salerno needs to do a better job of, of catching more of the ones that he didn't catch next year. So if he is going to be the punt returner again, that's, you know, I'm not as upset about that as you are if he can then do a better job. Right. Um, so th- there's just a lot of things that need to need to change, in, in my opinion. And he also mentioned about the kick return thing. That That is one where also the game has changed because teams can can just kick it out. There's more kickers capable of kicking it out of the end zone now than there was Absolutely. You know, back in the day. Uh, there, there's more there's, – there's rule changes. You know, you can't do a wedge anymore, which to me makes it a little bit harder to, to bust sure. open a kick return. 
but that the but the thing is there I also watch a team that on kick return is very old school in how they're going about it. And there there hasn't been the adjustments needed. It's not a real creative kick return situation. You've got one of the most explosive players in college football back there. You know, he'd mentioned that there's a couple that he should he could have taken back, but he didn't see it. That's fine. But I don't care who That's you have. Being back young, there. I get that. He could be a senior, Vince. Right. I mean, no running back makes the right read every, every single time. time. It's not possible. But yeah. when the when you do it so infrequently. When you do have that miss, it's taken away any chance to score. Right. To me, it's it's that's another thing where you know just be more aggressive because that's another thing that's going to create mistakes. It's going to cause you to kick the ball out of bounds a little bit more if you're afraid of that. And so there's all types of things that you can do sure. that, that involves the general aggressiveness. And I feel like that's what we have not seen from Notre Dame under Brian Poling is as much creativity. It's just kind of this is what we do. And, and I've talked to some special teams coordinators about this, and they've made this point to me. Like, yeah, Notre Dame, we just we kind of know what they're gonna do on special teams. They're just they're just really athletic. Like they don't really do anything creative on kickoff. So why are they so good on kickoff? Well, it's not that they do anything creative, it's, it's just like There's, we can't block Jack Lamb. Right. And I had a guy say that to me. We can't block Jack Lamb. We have no we we just we don't have anyone that can he's six four, two hundred and thirty pounds, and he can he runs a four five. Like what am I supposed to do with that? <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Like same Team with Bo Bauer, right? Like Bo Bauer, so that guy's unblockable on kickoff. I mean, and then you've got Osita Guanu. So it's just, it was more about, they just had really good players and there was discipline. That's where coach points done a really good job of the special teams is they don't make mistakes. Right. And, and that's where he's done a really good job in, in the coverage and stuff. Can I, can I throw this up here? Absolutely throw that up there. Connor, you the man. Uh, thank you for giving a stay-at-home dad a break from the kiddie shows. As a father of five, um, let me just five. tell you. Yeah, they're, young uh, four, they're 14 and under now, but yes. the youngest being five. Uh, I feel you, my friend, and I'm glad that we could help. So thank you, Connor. You the man. I saw That's that. Awesome. I almost started laughing as soon as it that popped up. Awesome. <laughs> um, I made my day. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, Brian, anything you want to add here? Yeah, or- I, I just like I said, I think Coach Pullian's done a good job, Vince, of of creating discipline, and they don't make a lot of mistakes. Yeah, agreed. Great job on that. That's agreed. why they do rank so high in coverage. The next step, the evolution, because he inherited a. I mean, do we need to remind people how bad the special teams was right. in 2016 before he took over? The special teams resulted in opponents getting five touchdowns, and I'm not talking recovered at the two yard line and scored. I'm talking five direct opponent right. touchdowns on special teams he inherited a, as a big of a mess on special teams as mike elko inherited on defense yeah. so he has done a great job riding the ship great job riding the ship now it's time to take that next step and now become more of a weapon with your return game in the way that you are with your coverage units that to me is how i want to wrap it up is yes the game has changed yes there's more you can do to be even better on special teams and you have the athletes do it it's time to figure that out be more aggressive be more creative within your framework of discipline. And I think the special teams can start making it because, Hey, that's the thing that can make a difference. Vince, you're, you're losing yes. to Bama seven, nothing. And, and your offense is struggling and Bama's getting ready to punt. You finally make a stop and bam, you know, or remember the 2015 game against Stanford, Stanford takes that ball right down the field and scores seven, sure. nothing. You're like, Oh, here we go again. And then CJ Sanders, bam, goes back 90 plus for a touchdown. Special teams can take over, can completely change the face of a game especially when you're playing a team who's who's maybe better than you in a lot of areas, that's right. even more reason to be more aggressive that you can then maybe get that big player to in those games and that, but you can't just turn it on in the title game, right? Absolutely. You can't be you, It has to be who you are yep. and that's when it takes yep. over. So that's where we're at with that one. And 
good, good, good special teams talk. I like it. Absolutely, man. And and guys, we're gonna we might hop on live every now and again. Uh, this was a hey, uh, Brian was like, hey Vince, you want to do this one live? Absolutely. Uh, so you never know. Uh, so keep your notifications up. Uh, if you are a YouTube subscriber, make sure you hit that notification bell. If you're watching us on Facebook, uh, make sure you hit that notification so that you can see when we are going to go live. It's so much fun to interact with you guys, and we really appreciate uh, the interaction. That, that just makes these shows go by so much faster, and they're so much more fun when we can kind of go off of what you guys and give you a break from the kitty shows. So, mm-hmm. um, so we appreciate you guys. But that is going to do it for this edition of the Irish Breakdown Podcast. So for Brian Driscoll, I am Vince D'Addario, and we will talk to you next time on the Irish Breakdown Podcast. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.